Okay, so that's how I got my autism diagnosis. Hey guys, what's going on? Welcome back to the Aspie World. My name is Dan and I have autism and ADHD, OCD and dyslexia. I'm making weekly videos all about this stuff. So if you want to learn more, remember to hit the subscribe button. What's going on, dudes? Welcome back to another video. It feels like it's been forever. It's, yeah, it's been nuts. I just launched a new product, which is just absolutely crazy. So anyway, I'm so pumped to do this video. I get a lot of people asking me, Dan, how did you get your autism diagnosis? How does the process work? Where did you go? What did you do? So I thought I'd take some time just to talk about some of the common traits of autism and, and kind of like how you can characterize it, how people spotted it in me and how I see it myself, and then how I got my autism diagnosis. Because I really believe that understanding how you got an autism diagnosis can help you achieve your autism diagnosis if you're looking for that. So let's let's get right into it. So first of all, guys, um, autism being a neurological developmental condition means that there are characteristics that are neurologically ingrained in a person who is on the autism spectrum. Now, if you're interested, I do have a little freebie, like life hacks book for autism um, that you can download free. The link is in the description down below, or you can just go to the link in my bio and uh, where it says free book, just click that and you get it for free. Some of the characteristics that are completely um, obvious within autism is things like, you know, obsessive behavior. An autistic person may be really obsessed with a specific topic of interest. You know, mine is all things kind of chemistry related because I, I did a degree in chemistry, marketing, business, I love all that kind of stuff. But then you could have somebody who's really into photography. They could be excellent at photography, that they want to spend all the time doing photography. And that's their thing, right? That, that's where their talent lies, or that's where their obsession lies. That you could have um, another autistic individual who is obsessed with Marilyn Monroe, that kind of thing. And what I mean by being obsessed is that they constantly spend all their time learning about it. They constantly spend all their time that researching it, they would fly out to kind of Marilyn Monroe's house where she used to live, like try and stalk her friends online or whatever, and then just know everything about that subject. And this is another trait, wanting to talk consistently, obsessively for hours about that one thing. You may think that autistic individuals will have issues with social communication, which is correct. This is another trait. But also, autistic individuals, will, if they get going about the topic of interest that they're interested in, you know, okay, so people who know yoga people on the spectrum could be Minecraft, and they'll just talk to you for hours about Minecraft or Roblox, right? That's because they have learned all of those things, and they want to dictate that stuff they've learned verbatim. And that's a really interesting characteristic, where you can have a very shy, quiet person who's on the autism spectrum, but if you ask them a question about their uh, specific topic of interest, they'll be very, very vocal about it. And I think that's very fascinating. So with me, one of my traits is that I talk a lot. Yeah, I know, I'm sorry. But I talk excessively. I talk a lot about a lot of things. And I, I, I memorize a certain fact and I love talking about those facts, right? And that's really common within autistic individuals. Now, another trait is having difficulty with eye contact. A lot of autistic individuals won't necessarily be able to make specifically good, long, sustaining eye contact when they're talking. Because when an autistic person is, is making communication effort, to look into someone's eyes is kind of like looking into their soul and like grabbing them by the scruff of the neck. It's very awkward, very uh, uncomfortable, uh, and they can't really do it. So this is something that you can see quite apparently. Another thing is difficulties with a change in the routine. Autistic individuals love routine. They love knowing the outcome of a specific set of events. Like we're going to go to the zoo today. We have to drive for an hour in a car. We've packed sandwiches. When we get there, we're going to have our sandwiches and everything's going to be cool. But if something happens, like you get a flat tire in the car, and then you have to eat sandwiches in the car, and then you delay going to the zoo, so you have to get like a hotel next to the zoo, and then go to the zoo the day after. A big no-no. That the disruption in the routine, the 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 um uh, the the surprise that just came out of nowhere, this like unpredicted event uh, that was completely out of out of the plan of action, can really throw you. So that's another reason why autistic individuals can can display this whole like issues with routine. 
but on the uh, same line, autistic individuals thrive from having a specific routine. So they could get up in the morning, um, you know, wear the same clothes every single day, not the same actual clothes, but the same type of clothes. Like I wear black clothes all the time, like black t-shirts, black long sleeve t-shirts, black pants, uh, black socks, and black underpants. Like that's, that's just me all over. But autistic individuals will let's get dressed the same thing every single day. Uh, they will get up at the same time every day. They will eat the same thing for breakfast every day. They'll maybe watch the same shows. They might watch something on repeat all the time. These things are very interesting and they're very characterized in, in autistic individuals. Emotional deregulation is huge. Not being able to express themselves emotionally, especially communicating with other individuals when you're talking about emotions. And this is because autistic individuals have a disconnect between the understanding in the brain of energy that converts into motion, which gives you energy and motion, which is emotion. And so this is something that's quite hard, not hard to grasp, but hard for their brain to kind of like do intimately on that level. Like, okay, I'm going to do it right now. I'm going to say what, you know, I'm going to say my emotions right now um, at that moment in time. I think that's quite interesting and it's very, very apparent. Autistic individuals will typically have issues making friends because making friends is something that's quite hard. You need to know social conventions. You need to know unwritten social cues, which is a big issue for people on the autism spectrum. You know, how far do I stand to a person? How close do I stand to a person? How do I say hello? How do I inject myself into a conversation? How do I say goodbye? And how do I leave a conversation? All these things are quite mystical uh, for autistic individuals and they may not fully be able to understand that. So that in, uh, in a nutshell, the last thing I'll say is taking things literally. Autistic individuals will take things at face value. If you say something is something, they'll believe that's what it is. And this is part of the reason of how I got my diagnosis. So back in 2013, this is just before the DSM changed the nomenclature from Asperger's syndrome to uh, the autism spectrum disorder. My girlfriend, uh, his mother was a mental health nurse and my girlfriend was actually studying um, autism in university because she was doing a degree in childhood studies. So she'd seen kind of characteristics in me that was uh, very common in, in the studies of these children that she was kind of studying. And I was like, oh my goodness. And I remember she tweeted out something once saying like, why is it that the people on the Big Bang Theory remind me of my boyfriend? Um, because Sheldon Cooper on the Big Bang Theory displays typically autistic traits, right? Or what you would have called Asperger's syndrome, which is now like low support needs autism. Because there's a big whole thing with nomenclature. A lot of people don't like to use function labels. Other people don't like to use, you know, I don't know. There's a bunch of things. We're not going to get into that in this video. But if you are interested, I did a whole video talking about why Asperger's isn't used and why some people still use it. I'll link it down below. So that being said, my mother did question and asked if I was on the autism spectrum. Now, at this time, I knew nothing about autism. And I met a friend who found that some things that I did was really interesting. Like she said to me, um, she was eating a banana and having a coffee and she put the banana peel inside the coffee pot. She said, can you go to the kitchen put this in the bin so I just threw the cup and the, well, the banana in the bin but she was like dude don't throw the cup away only the banana peel but I taken what she'd said very literal and so that kind of started getting conversation going of like hey do you always do things literally yes do you how do you think like this blah 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 so it all came to a grinding halt when I was in my place of work which was um I was working for a company a multimedia company and I was sitting behind a desk right and my desk uh was the same for like three years like I've been on that desk three years it was a very small company maybe like 20 of us in one room very small and I was there for the whole time right so yeah we were a very small company and I had the same desk that I had for years and then the other uh, thing that happened then was I went on vacation um with my my partner for like a week and I came back to the office and they'd moved not only the office they'd moved my desk and everything was complete chaos and I just had this like 
a huge like meltdown in, in the office and I'd never had anything this big before and it was just like, you know, in, in work. And I was like, oh, you know, they took me out and they were like, holy smokes, dude, like, you okay? Then they took me to, you know, see, I worked from home for a little bit and they took me to see a counselor. And when I got to the counselor, the counselor was also like, yeah, you know, maybe you should get tested for autism spectrum disorder. So I did that. I went through those processes. I got referred from my doctor to a autism specialist, went to see an autism specialist twice, did two types of like interview based kind of some little bit of practical stuff. And then they kind of assessed that and said, yeah, you know, you're on the autism spectrum. And I was like, holy smokes. And at the time, I knew nothing about autism, which is really interesting. And I went online then to find some information. And because I'm bad at like reading, I wanted to kind of learn through like video. I went onto YouTube, typed in autism or Asperger's syndrome, which is what I was diagnosed with. And there was just nothing there. So I, I started this channel because I was like, well, I can add those things to, to this. You know, I can add this to, to the... Um, to the mix and, and maybe I can help some people. So that was my story. What's your story? I want to know down below. If you're not already diagnosed, then let me know if you're looking to get a diagnosis. But if you are, let me know your story down below. Speak to you next time, guys. Peace.